Hi, my name is Amber Swift. My new project is called Lentic, and you're listening to The Interview Show. And how about, I sound like I'm underwater because I'm calling from Skype in China. <laughs> I sound like I'm underwater because Skype is serving me from China. You flew from this world into another But don't worry for your friends Because the time is a road that
Welcome to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host, and today I have Ember Swift all the way from China. Hey, Ember, how's it going? I would love you to describe where you are right now and what you're doing. Hi, Scott. It's going great. It's uh, a beautiful morning here in China. I'm sitting in my apartment in Beijing. The sun is coming through the windows, and uh, I've got my feet on the heater because it's still cold out. And I'm leaning against the wall and looking across at my at my desk with my guitar splayed on top of it. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm just going to jump right in there. A lot of people remember you as Ember Swift, the sort of folk artist. You've recently gone through a lot of changes in your life. You're now starting a new project called Lentic. And I was hoping before we get to that, I wanted to ask you if you could talk a little bit about the end of Ember Swift as the like folk duo, sometimes trio. Sure, no problem. It's just that when I went to China, I was so moved by so much. The culture here, the language, the art. And what I had been doing in Canada and in the U.S. and in Australia for so long um, was starting to feel stagnant for me. So I really needed to shift my perspective to look for new paths creatively. I had already released 10 projects, 9 CDs, 1 DVD, and I sort of felt like, okay, I can continue to do this sort of activist folk performance and art, or I can look to how I can expand the definition of my art and my activism. So when that occurred for me, and I continued to go back to China, of course, my band members, particularly my ex-partner, Lyndall Montgomery, wasn't all that happy with (laughs) finding that my new direction, first of all, didn't include her, and secondly, didn't uh, include my presence in the same country. (laughs) Um, Not to mention my agency wasn't all that happy with me because I wasn't working. And in the end, I realized, well, what do I have to do except follow my heart? There's no other option. And so everybody accepted that eventually there was lots of pain in that closure but there was also a lot of joy in the rebeginning for me and uh what's it what's it resulted in a brand new project that includes a brand new band um also there's been lots of changes in Lyndall's life and she's moved on to do other creative projects with other artists and i'm really happy for her in that way um And ultimately, the feedback I received after the shock of change happened was that it was all for the best. Everyone's quite happy to have moved on in their lives, too. Yeah, absolutely. And I've got to say, you know, what you've done takes a lot of balls. And um, I'll come at it this way. You have Ember Swift as the folk duo, sometimes trio, sometimes, you know, quartet, had a lot of very devoted fans. So I was hoping that you could talk a little bit about when they heard the new project, some of the positive remarks you got from that or some of the reactions you got from that? Well, the reaction has been mixed. I think, in general, people see the bravery of that change, which is really great. I appreciate it. It certainly did take a lot of balls, and um, and I think it's still taking a lot of balls. Uh But some people really, really love it and love it more than anything I've ever done. And some people really don't care for it at all. I think because after so long establishing your name as an artist, you have to 
acknowledge that people put you in that position and they have a certain amount of expectation of you in that role. And if you differ from their expectations, then you're letting them down in their mind, perhaps. But ultimately, as an artist, you have to be true to your heart and your creative path, and this is part of that creative path. So I have received some really negative feedback from people who feel entitled to tell me that I've made huge changes that have uh, been mistakes, ultimately. But people have entitlement. Fans especially have entitlement because they're what support us. I understand the psychology of it, but I'm also smart enough to understand that I must and always follow my heart. From my perception of you and your fans is that you have very close relationships. Like, I've read your blog over the years. You know, there's like recipe swapping. There's life story swapping. It was a lot more intimate than, let's say, more typical indie bands. So that's where I'm coming from with this. Really, it's been black and white, unfortunately. Uh, There hasn't been a bunch of people that uh, really disapproved of my going to China and the wind-up of the Embersworth Trio and then suddenly heard my new project and thought that I had made a brilliant decision. It was more like there was a faction of people who felt that I was making a grave mistake and or that the era was over. And then there was a faction of people who thought, oh, this is really cool. I'm really interested to hear what she's going to bring from her experiences in Asia. And we're just continually open. Hi, my name is Amber Swift. My new project is called Lentic, and you're listening to The Interview Show. (laughs) I sound like I'm underwater, because Skype is serving me from China.
So what does moonlight represent when it disappears? Do you know who I am? Even if I can't see it, is the light still here? Do you know who I am? Ember Swift. My new project is Lentic, and you're listening to the interview show. I really love electronic music, and I've been listening to it for a really long time. When I went to China, I started to write songs, but without my band. So I opened up my computer and discovered GarageBand, and started to play with loops. And thought, this is so much fun, and I really wanted to do more of it. So when I had already written about four or five pieces, I started looking for a producer and found one in Montreal who's brilliant. His name is Tim Rideout. And together we started to take the songs I'd already begun and then move forward with making them fuller, more resonant pieces. Really, Tim is brilliant, and together we made this record. Um, I think that going into a new style path it doesn't seem so foreign to me because it's something that I've always wanted to do. I've always imagined myself in the future making music that was more ambient, more techno, more electronic. And uh, I guess nobody knew what was happening in my head. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about Lentic. Lentic is the project. And um, I'll come at it this way. It's a little funkier, a little more electronic than what people know Amber Swift as. So can you talk a little bit about what it's like to sort of stretch yourself into a new musical identity? Uh, that's a great question. It's just I'm trying to wrap my head around how to answer it. Um, well, here, I'll come at it this way. When I was listening to the record, what were you thinking was the most Ember Swift-like song that I heard? You know, it sounded most like this, the sounds that I'm used to hearing from you. And was a singer and a song But I got the words all But the rest of the record is pretty different from that. 
So how do you feel about what I just said? <laughs> yes. So the whole songwriting process is very different for me this time. And it's funny that you narrowed in on what were you thinking? Because that song, What Were You Thinking, was written with the old methods, which is me and my guitar sitting alone and building the structural skeleton of the song and then adding parts to go with it. Whereas when I wrote this record, the more electronica songs, for instance, were written in layers and sometimes started with the groove and sometimes started with just one riff and then I built the melody off of that and eventually the song structure took hold. Um, that kind of different entrance into the songwriting process created entirely different compositions. I did struggle with that sometimes because uh, the way that I write songs is is kind of locked in my, I guess, my bone structure in a way. But I loved the challenge. And it was just almost the same kind of challenge that inspires me in, in listening to other languages and wanting to learn how to speak them. It was all in line with being in China and being constantly bewildered by all I needed to learn. Great. Can you describe uh, a little bit about yeah. coming to China and, and the culture shock and how you sort of relished that? Sure. Well, I have a degree in East Asian studies and my language major was Mandarin. But nine years had passed, so when I first went to China, I thought that I had never, I had almost never studied Chinese. I couldn't understand a word. I couldn't get around in a taxi. I couldn't order food at a restaurant. Uh, it was very, very humbling. I enrolled in a language program and took a three-month course and got some refresher, but I realized after I'd been here for three months that what I really, really wanted and always had wanted was to be fluent in this language. So it, it required me to return. So then I scheduled another two-month trip six months later, and as you know, this started a cascade of changes because I suddenly wasn't doing as much touring and my band wasn't as able to work because I used to be their sole source of income, et cetera, et cetera. But just getting back to what you were saying about the musical challenges, yep. I like to think of myself as an unofficial student of music. I never was an official student, but I, I do a lot of listening and analyzing to music and to different styles. And because I've always listened to electronic and ambient music as part of my music collection, as well as other styles, of course, I have broken it down and listened to it in, in chunks. Like, oh, how do they build this? And when do they bring in the bass? And when do they bring in the cool guitar riff that, that makes you want more? <laughs> so this is how I listen to music. All my life as a, as a songwriter, I've written music from all different styles. And it's because I've been listening to jazz for a while and thought, oh, I want to write a song like that, or blues for a while and thought, oh, I want to write a song like that. So it wasn't a huge stretch to say, I want to write an album that's electronic, at least as a basis. I really wanted to write an album that was consistent in style, but as you know, What Were You Thinking is sort of a jazz R&B track, and the song Float on the record is a reggae dub track. So I really didn't achieve my goal, which was to write an album with a consistent style, like usual. As a result of doing this project, it's opened up another stream of performance for me, which is doing more solo shows, which enables me to 
merge both the new Lensic material and the older stuff that people still want to hear. So it's it's been good because now I have two streams of, of performance options. So then you haven't completely abandoned all the Ember Swift songs because I was going to ask you, I was going to be like, so which Ember Swift song do you miss the most? Yeah, definitely haven't abandoned it because, you know, it's like a lot of people thought I was going to abandon my entire name. To be honest, this project has enabled me to really be myself. My former project was such a merging with Lyndall that a lot of people saw my name as representing her as well. And now, because it's called Lentic, I can be Ember Swift. It's, I, I have never had a project that's entirely mine. That's part of the crazy part of this is that, you know, for a long time, Ember Swift has not been you, but it is you. And now you're doing something different and that is representing you, but you're calling it something different. So it's, it's hard to wrap your head around. It's more that I'm calling the project something different and I've reclaimed my name for what it is. It's my identity. It's myself. Well, and I haven't taken my name off of the project either. This is the new project by Ember Swift. All right, well... I'm going to play out to a Lentic song, and I would love it if you could take one song off the album, and preferably one that's not too long, and sort of talk a little bit about what's going on in the song. Um, well, I guess I could talk about Hollowed Bones. That song to me is about flight. It's about being brave enough to follow your heart. It sort of models the entire project and my entire life direction in the past few years. Um, the song is about the notion of extinction with it. Originally I had heard a story about the dinosaurs and how they're genetically related to birds and how when dinosaurs apparently ruled the earth, it was because the, the earth's, um, oxygen level dropped dramatically and all of the other creatures died. But because dinosaurs are related to birds, their bones have hollowed sections that contain oxygen. So they were capable of living in that new atmospheric pressure. Of course, eventually they died because of the Ice Age. But I thought it was interesting that they were the so-called rulers of the Earth only by virtue of their hollowed bones. And we as humans, we are currently the rulers of the Earth, the same Earth we're simultaneously destroying. And it started to get me thinking about survival. How are we going to survive our impending extinction? The extinction that's coming at us by our own hands, not by a falling atmospheric pressure. And then it got me thinking too, well, how does one person survive anyway? What is survival? Is it about our bodies or is it about, really is about our spirits? And it started to get me thinking about the notion of flight, about being brave enough to follow our hearts because I think that if we don't then we are trapped within the cages of ourselves the way a heart is trapped in a rib cage so all of that came together into this notion of hollowed bones and wanting to hollow out our, our bones or my own bones for the sake of survival on all of those levels Hi, my name is Ember Swift my new project is Lentic and you're listening to the interview show Don't let go. Don't let go. 
And I will hollow out my bones And I will fill them up with air Yeah, I will hollow out my bones Survive extinction Yeah, I will hollow out my bones And I will fill them up with air Yeah, I will hollow out my bones Survive extinction between wind and bone. But the metaphor for fear is the tiger, the perfect combination between soft fur and sharp teeth, and it's gonna bite our ass. We are not gonna be able to get out of this cage fast enough to make to the sky, to keep ourselves afloat. my bones for you with all this waiting I have done pacing back and forth between joyful and lost I am caged like a lurking poem nudges a pen I am not pounced yet but I want to I want out I want flight I want wild abandon no fear of extinction and I will be there I will be here I will find the air to float me if I have to just to see just to see just to see if what is written on these bones will come true don't let go until it is time If 
if it's true, fly into me, fill me, hold me up and bite down with your teeth, hold me against your fur, feed on me, don't let go until it is time. And I will hollow out my bones, and I will fill them up with air. Yeah, I will hollow out my bones, survive extinction. Don't let go until it is time.